Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Last night on the air, we talked about Lisa Smith. And we were talking about, you know, should she or shouldn't she be allowed home, etc., etc. We spoke about it briefly on the air yesterday as well. And during the conversation, Malachi Steenson, who is a family law sister from Dublin, who has been on the show on many occasions before, I'm sure you're all very familiar with Malachi. Um, he knows his stuff. Uh, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he is a Republican. And obviously he is a very staunch Republican. And he has spoken about this on many occasions on the, on the show before. But I got an email because Malachi got into a bit of a, a tater-tate with a person last night. Well, there was a couple of people on the air last night come on who said they were they had joined the British forces. They were in the Irish forces, defence forces, and they were in the British army as well. And uh, Malachi referred to people who had joined the British army or defence forces um, as mercenaries and traitors to their country. And it's, I, I want to read this uh, uh, complaint that we got in. It says, Hi now, long-time listener, first-time contacting the show. I was horrified listening to your show last night with your man Malachi. How dare he call someone a traitor because they joined the British Army. I joined the British Army as a young man. I wanted to be a soldier. It was a career I chose. Being a soldier in the Irish Army was not as appealing to me. The British Army offered me more. The money in the Defence Forces in Ireland is dismal. The opportunities are not there. I wanted a meaningful career and a good money for my family. I'm an Irish man. Always have been. Always will be. But I chose a career. I did not fight against Irish people. How dare he call me a mercenary or a traitor? There are currently, by the way, over 4,000 Irish citizens in the British Army as we speak. There has been, obviously, a lot more than that has joined over the years. I mean, high youth unemployment in Ireland and the prospect of global adventure, I suppose, and rapid promotion to higher ranks are all said to be attracting the right sort of person for a career in Her Majesty's forces. Now, it shows... I suppose many are inspired by the fact that several Irish heroes have been honoured for their bravery while serving with the British forces. And, you know, I mean, in the old days, I suppose a lot of people went to the British forces because there was good money in it. They needed a job. And figures from the Ministry of Defence reveal that there are currently over 1,800 members of armed force bases in seven locations. At the height of the Troubles, there were 27,000 military personnel in Northern Ireland. Some of them had to be Irish. They had to be. I mean, they were part of Operation Banner, the army support role for the police in Northern Ireland. Operation Banner lasted for 38 years, ending in July 2007. Since then, soldiers based in Northern Ireland have been deployed to trouble spots across the world and not to the streets of Northern Ireland, obviously, anymore. Now, many Irish citizens joined the British Army during World War I, World War II, many died fighting. Most of the listeners would have had parents or uncles or grandparents that were in the British Army because they needed the money. Many Irish men and members of the Irish diaspora in Britain and the Ulster Scots served in both World War I and World War II as part of the British forces. However, especially since the advent of Irish independence and the Troubles, the topic, or I should say, of enlisting the British, to the British forces has been controversial for the Irish at home, but still does occur. And since partition, Irish citizens have continued to have the right to serve in the British Army since 2007. When troops finally withdrew from the streets of Northern Ireland, the number of Irish citizens joining had actually increased, reaching its highest levels since World War II. So there's more soldiers, Irish soldiers, now in the British Army than there was in World War II. Now, Maliki believes that your ancestors, 
your trace, your ancestors, your parents, your grandparents, your uncles, or whoever it was in your family that joined the British Army, he believes they're traitors and they're mercenaries. Now, I suppose if you go by the dictionary, he's not incorrect, but it's not a nice thing to say, but he's not incorrect. The dictionary, the Cambridge English Dictionary says, a mercenary is a professional soldier hired to serve in a foreign army. That kind of fits the bill, doesn't it? So technically, he's right. They are mercenaries. But when we hear their word mercenary, it makes somebody sound like they have no ethics, no morals, I suppose. Because I suppose the other meaning of mercenary is primarily concerned with making money at the expense of their own ethics or morals. Something like a gold digger, I suppose. But I want to know what you think. Is there something wrong? Do you see anything wrong with an Irish person joining the British Army? Is there anything wrong with an Irish citizen joining the British Army? Hopefully I get to talk to Maliki in a minute. But Podrick, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Podrick? Greetings, Niall. Greetings, Podrick. Now, Podrick, there was a bit of a tater-tate last night and a lot of angry people on the air last night with Maliki yeah. when he said that there were traitors and mercenaries. Well, I would concur 100% with Maliki. Was it Judas that took, was it 30 pieces of silver? I uh, stand corrected on that one. But um, definitely, just think of this for one second. The British raped and pillaged this country for 800 years, and not just this country, right across the globe. And then, centuries later, people, we used to call them the supers, changed their religion because they were offered land and also money, money in land. And also, further down the line, then we've seen the debacle of so-called Irishmen, traitors, definitely traitors, joining uh, the British Army. So what do you say to the people listening today whose mothers, father, primarily fathers, there would have been mainly men, there were very few women that would have joined the British Army from Ireland in those days, whose uncles, you know, grandparents, um, you know, fathers joined the British forces to feed their families? Look, of course, everybody knows it was mainly for commercial reasons. Uh, at the end of the day, that still doesn't justify the means, Niall. Uh, you can dress it up any way you like. I don't care who. There was numerous people. So are you, are you telling any, any man or woman that's currently serving in the British Army listening today or any man or woman who has a father or grandparent or uncle listening today that your grandparents, your uncles, or if indeed it's you yourself, you're in the British Army, you're a mercenary and a traitor? Correct. You have to remember, now, numerous people did not take the Queen's shilling. Remember that. The vast majority of people didn't. But these people did, and by the way, they also have to feed their families, but they have morals and ethics, and they, they realise what the British done to this land. Like I said, we, we, we all know the history. We won't go back in it. But at the end of the day, to me, these people are, Malik is 100% right, traitors uh, of, of the highest order. Well, hang on, because Michal, do you get... Hello, do you get your chin? Tommy This is okay in time gone by. I'm ahead of a lot older than that particular man you're just speaking there. Patrick, yeah. And, a few years back, I'd have said, oh, but I would, I'd have let them have it. Times have moved on. Remember, the Queen was over here and she got a great reception. Now, I practically wasn't in favour of her coming, but at the same time, you have to let bygones be bygones. And it's not right. I mean, the way I looked at it at the time was, rather than Carradine, which we saw recently, gosh, I don't know how many lifetimes, she was the head of the armed forces and the monarchy in England, as far as I'm concerned, she was the queen. And like bygones be bygones, there was atrocities in the north, atrocities everywhere. But 
Uh, big welcome out for her here. I have no objection to her, I suppose, if you're trying to move forward. And it's the same at the present minute today. If somebody do want to join the British Army and there's no work here, and on a Friday, you have a family to feed. You will clean the evenings, you'll clean sewerage pipes, you'll work for the British Force, you'll do anything. You have that, well, to you know, well, according to Patrick, there's a difference between you having to clean sewerage pipes or do whatever to feed your family than joining the British Army because he believes you're a traitor and you're turning your back on your country. That was all right 40 years ago when I was in, in, in an age of flying around. Okay, well then, then, well, then the Michal, Michal, the, 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 the majority of people listening today would have uncles or grandparents or fathers who are in the British Army, yeah? Are they all, are they all traitors? Are they all traitors? No, well, Lord, no. I have a lot of my friends in the British Army, which I must say, we'll take it to take Well, there's 4,000 at the moment. How does, he, how does he subscribe to the your man Rice kicking football for England? There are his parents who are Irish. He's kicking football for England. Well, he's representing England. Well, fighting for England. Where the hell is the difference? No, we've moved on. No, let them join the British Army. By all means. Okay, well, that, well, okay, well that's a good point. Hang on, let me go to go back to Patrick. Patrick, Miola has made actually a really good point there. Tonight in the Aviva Stadium, there'll be an Irish team playing for Ireland. Most of those men are not Irish. They're British. But they might have an Irish father or an Irish grandfather. They'll carry Ar- you know, Irish somewhere in their blood. But most of them are British. And they're, and they're playing for Ireland. So are they traitors as well? Well, you can go back to Paul McGrath. But if you go back to their origin, they're Celtic, most of them are Celtic. Well, Paul McGrath wasn't Irish. Well, actually, well, he, he is an Irish man, but he, but he wasn't born in Ireland. No, his his mother was Irish. His father was a Nigerian medical student, if you want to be precise. Okay, uh, she, he was born in London in 1959. But at the end of the day, so he was he, so, no, well, no, well, not necessarily. His mother was Irish, so he could claim Irish citizenship, of course. But the point I'm trying to make is that most of them would have spent all their lives in Britain. Most of the Irish players would have spent all their lives in Britain, yet they're playing for Ireland. So they're not. They, you know, the British don't call them traitors. Look, they have dual. They have dual citizenship now. Okay. Well, That's they don't different. have dual citizenship. Some most of them, some of them don't well, even carry Irish look, passports. Look, if you, if you're born in, in England of Irish parents, you have a, a choice of being British or Irish. You can get an Irish passport. So look, that's what happened, especially on the Jack Charlton. Getting back to what we're saying, there is no excuse. Any uh, Orangemen or Englishmen joined the, the Irish Army since its conception. Now, I'd say probably zero. But hundreds and hundreds, and, and I, you know what I think is really de- a debacle every year, a lot of years now since the IRA gone out of show business. See this every time now, well, usually once a year, uh, when they come, 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 the commemoration of the, in November mm-hmm. of the war dead, First World War, Second World War, and you see them now, they're nearly as bad as the British. They'll be wearing poppies here next Nile. So, so I, I'm just I, I'm flabbergasted that I mean I personally had two uncles who were in the uh, the British Army. I wouldn't yep. have referred to them as traitors or. Well, what else would you call them, Niall? Think think about this for one second. Mercenaries. If, if Ireland had had been the bigger the bigger power and the empire, and had raped and pillaged England, you would have had an English equivalent of the IRA. Like an English man said to me. Are you, yeah, England. but are you going to watch this match tonight? I'm going to watch this match now. Yeah. I mean, look, Mick, Mick, Mick McCarthy's not Irish. Well, he's, he's Irish to say again. I don't, I don't think he actually does have Irish. Well, he probably has well, the name Mick McCarthy, well, actually, to be honest with you. However, well, well, but well, I don't think it's very obvious. He's a manager of the Irish football team and he's British. Jack Charlton. No, Jack Charlton, I don't think he's any Irish heritage. Well, he was, he was as English as they come. He's as, absolutely, he's British. Mick, Mick McCarthy's father was from Watford. Well, I'm talking about, okay, let's go back to Jack Charlton then. Jack Charlton was... Uh, Irish hero. 
He was a manager. He wasn't. He, well, it doesn't make any difference. He managed the Irish football team. I mean, what I'm saying to you is, are they, are they traitors as well? Why are you trying to conflate the Irish soccer team with... I'm, ju- uh, I'm just trying to get a handle football. on what you're why, thinking why here. Why are you trying to make this analogy between uh, Irishmen, or sorry, Irishmen that took the Queen's shilling uh, to join a British army against this... Okay, well then, okay, <laughs> okay, if it's all about taking the Queen's shilling, as you put it, what about the thousands of people in Ireland who work in the UK? There's also thousands of English people working in the Republic of Ireland now. Okay, are, are they traitors for taking the Queen's shilling? Yes. Paying taxes in Britain? We're talking about joining an army that raped and pillaged this land for, for centuries. You're trying to come out with these ridiculous analogies. They just don't uh, stand up now. No, you're I'm living sorry. in the past, Parik. You're living away in the past. No, I'm not living in the past. That's okay about the Queen's shilling. I took an awful lot of the Queen's shilling. I'm in haulage. And believe you me, I was exceptionally glad to take a lot of it. Did a power work up and down in England. Unbelievable well, amount of it. And I wasn't well, fighting for England. Some of my relations certainly fought for it. An awful lot of them died for Ireland. And I, I, far more relations died for Ireland, I said, than you had. But the point about it is, we've moved on. That was 40 no. years ago. That was grand. Well, this hour of my days, I look back on it, and I said, there was a massive difference. But like everything else, you can't complain the pillage that did this. They did the same the world over. They were conquering. It's the way the goddamn world was going around. Today... Oh, sorry, Padre. Go on, Stack. Yeah, look, Michal, that's a pretty good point. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not... You silly are confusing people that are working in England. We're talking, the subject matter in hand is... Irishmen that joined the British Army. That's what we're talking about here. Stop going off in tangents. I'm saying to you what Maliki said, complete traitors, Judases that took the Queen's shilling, and the, the, the country's raped and pillaged for centuries, and, the, and this is what they do. Well, you need to go and look in the mirror and see what's looking back at you, because what do you want to look forward or look backwards? If you want to look in the mirror, take a look what's behind you. If you want to look ahead, well, don't but bother looking at because you have no idea of looking ahead. Oh, well, hang on a second, because stay there, please. and uh, Stay there, please, Michal, because I've got Maliki now, who was on the show last night and upset a lot of people, so much so that we got a complaint today from somebody who said they joined the British forces and how dare he call people like me a traitor and a mercenary. Maliki, defend yourself well, here. Well, firstly, anybody who joins an army for money is a mercenary. Any army? Any army. Well, what about the Irish army? Def- well, Irish defense forces. You're being paid to... Either kill people. Well, and, well, hang on. But you can't spend your day, your eight-hour day, or whatever it is, training for free either. People have mouths to feed. Well, that bears out my point. They're mercenaries. They're doing it for money. But that's not the definition of being a mercenary. Of course it is. No, the, I, I, I'm going to give you the actual de- Cambridge English Dictionary definition: as a professional soldier hired to serve in a foreign army, and also primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. Well, many people would argue that that many of the wars that people are involved in are a breach of ethics, and certainly there's a whole moral question about many of the wars that are being fought But Maliki, you're a Republican. Yeah. You fought a war. Yeah. Yeah. So? But I'm just saying. I certainly wasn't a mercenary. But did you get paid? Did you make money out of it? I certainly did not make any money. Okay. My involvement in Republicanism has cost me money. All right, okay. But getting back to your argument last night, a lot of people in this country, currently at the moment we have 4,000 serving Irish citizens in the British forces. Um, and that number is rising at a, at a rapid rate. It's actually higher than it was in World War II because of obviously, you know, obviously the Ireland and English relationships are a lot better now than they were before. Uh, over the last hundred years, we've had thousands of men and women, uh, mainly men, decorated in the British Army, the British forces, decorated as heroes. And you're telling me that they're nothing but traitors or mercenaries. Just be 
because more and more people do something doesn't make it right. It's clearly in any country it's tra- traitorous to go and fight in a foreign army, particularly an army who has been at war with your own country. Would you accept that, Michal? No, I most definitely wouldn't. That so what happened? We we're living in the past. We forgot to go ahead when they bloody well like it or not. You're living in the past. And I had no particular love, believe you me, for any of the situations that happened with England and you call them mercy, call them these soldiers, anything you like. They're not. They're people that are out there. They're making a living, whether you like it or not. And I have a lot of friends that make a living in, in different areas. And I say, my, look at the people who work for the sheriff. What do you call them? Look, and, and they're multinational, but the point about it is that these were people joined the British Army, they joined because they were desolate, they had nothing. Take a look at all the poor houses, go up around and find them and shop there and see the relics of poor houses. There were thousands and thousands of people died of starvation. They were on their way to England, but they never passed, never passed that particular point. They were the going to join the army. people who are, who are in this country who are poverty-stricken or were hungry didn't go and join the British Army. A, a very small percentage of them did. They did. I, I mentioned last night, you had two uncles who but went and joined, and, and they got a good pension out of it in the end. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make them less of a traitor. You know, people can, can run around... Well, if I, well, if I work in Britain, if I, you know, do appearances on British television and take, as Maliki, or as uh, Patrick says, the Queen's shilling, or pay taxes in the UK, for example, am I a traitor? No, who would you be? I'm just... Well, you're suggesting that anybody who's no, doing yeah, anything for Britain is a traitor. Who joined the armed forces of a country who is at war with us, our traitors. I mean, that's pure logic, regardless of how... And you you don't believe that's insulting to the people listening today whose grandparents, uncles, fathers, uh, who may have died in one of the wars, died in the Falklands, died in World War II, whatever it happened to be, you don't believe that's insulting to them, to their memory of their parents? I'm not concerned whether people are insulted by the truth or not. The truth is the truth. And that's what they are. Traitors. You know, they, can, they can dress it up whatever way they want to justify their own positions. Like many different issues that, you know, people would have a moral issue on. It doesn't make it right because more and more people do it. Or because it's publicly acceptable. Or because the government here now suddenly says you can do it or you can go and join <clears throat> the RUC or whatever or any British regiment you want. You know, it, it doesn't change what you're doing. I'm reading some of the text here. My two grandfathers uh, were IRA uh, during War of Independence. My uncle was a pilot for the RAF during World War II. I served in the Irish Army and tried to join the British Army, uh, but I was a year uh, year too old. We are not at war with Britain anymore, so there are no traitors. Yes, British history is horrible, but we have moved on. It's a job. I have friends in the British Armed Forces, French Foreign Legion and US Marines, and none of them are traitors. They are there for adventure, which isn't provided by the Irish Army and Irish uh, construction workers, tra- Irish construction workers, traitors uh, for taking the Queen's shilling. Isn't, isn't that a great, you know, um, story to peddle? We're going for adventure. Let's go to Iraq and kill. But people. is that what it is about adventure? Let's, isn't it? Let's go to Iraq and kill people that we don't even know that we, in places we never even heard of because we want to have a bit of fun or a bit of an adventure. You know, what way is that to treat humans? But, but, the majority, but the majority of people don't join the army to go and kill people. The majority I, 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 I understand that can happen. The majority of, of people who are currently in the British Armed Forces have served in either Iraq, Afghanistan or Libya. You know, that's the reality. And they're doing tours of duty of six months or whatever right around the world, killing people. Okay, I'm so looking at some of the, the texts. Niall, did that clown fight the Brits uh, when, they were, when we were at war? Uh, 
he can answer that himself. Well, obviously, I'm not going to answer that question in the way it has been formed because people are still being prosecuted for, you know, for offences that were happened in the past 40 years. Uh, Pearson says, Michal is spot on, spot on. People spot on. People in this country need to grow up and move on. Tell that guy to go back to school and get over himself. No wonder the world is so messed up. Another person says, what about all the Irish doctors? Um, what's that got to do with it? I don't know where, where Irish doctors have got to do with it. Irish doctors and nurses working in the UK, are they traitors too? I'm an Irish soldier serving 29 years and I think those lads in the British Army are 100% correct, says Matt and Lucan. Listen, this, you see, part of this acceptance of serving in Crown Forces is part of a far bigger agenda. And it's about normalising the relationship between Britain and this country in the absence of having resolved any of the issues, despite what people waffle about the GFA and all of that. <clears throat> the reality is there are still British troops on the ground in the north of Ireland. Now, people may agree or disagree with that, but that's a factual statement. There's still something like 10,000 troops stationed in the north. There was only 16,000 at the height of the Troubles. There was, well, 27,000 military personnel in Northern Ireland at the height of the Troubles. According to this, I'm reading here. Well, I think the, the steady... Operation figure, Banner, which Operation lasted thir- Banner, well, 38 Operation years. Operation Banner was in the early 70s. Yeah, it lasted 38 years. Well, Operation Banner was the whole thing, but in in, in the period of the... the mid-70s there would have been those numbers, but it had been reduced because they brought in, Margaret Thatcher particularly brought in the primacy of the RUC where the British Army was being pulled into the background and the RUC then and the UDR were being put to the front in order that they would present themselves as targets and they, they could define the war as an internal conflict then because there wasn't body bags going back to the mainland UK. Well, current, I, I'm looking at it. The Ministry of Defence reveals that currently there's just over 1,800 members of the armed forces based in seven locations in Northern Ireland. But at the height of the troubles, there was 27,000 military personnel in Northern Ireland. Well, I think the, the number of, of 1,800 is, is very low. Um, and I think that's an incorrect figure. <clears throat> but there are still troops raiding homes. There are still troops um, on patrol in the north. And people down here don't seem to realise that. Uh, Maliki. Just to, uh, before I come to Neve, sorry, in relation to, to what I questioned earlier on, in relation to Martin McGuinness, Martin McGuinness, of course, fought for the IRA uh, and then also served the British government. Well, Martin McGuinness tells us he left the IRA in 1973 or 4. Um, he served for the British government. He implemented British rule in Ireland. Yes, he's a traitor. And by shaking the Queen's hand, he's a traitor. Well, not necessarily it, by shaking the Queen's hand. I mean, that's a social thing. Um, but what well, it was more than a social thing. It was a, ge- it was a gesture, a historical gesture. Um, I wouldn't see him particularly a traitor for that particular action. Um, but in the context of what he was doing, yes, it is uh, uh, treacherous. Do you not believe that's derogatory? To, to call Martin McGuinness a traitor? Well, to call anybody a traitor, for that matter, who who they believe they're doing the right thing. Well, you know, the truth speaks for itself. Did Martin McGuinness not do what he was doing, uh, you know, to make life better for everybody on the island of Ireland? And when was that? I'm, a- I'm asking you, do you not if, believe if he did that well, for that the, reason? Of, of Martin McGuinness's, or, or of your analysis of Martin McGuinness, then he should have stopped the war in 1976 at Sunningdale. Okay, but stay there for a second. Uh, let me just go, uh, Maliki, stay with me. I want to go to Joseph for the second, but I've just got to go to Neve first. She's waiting ages. Uh, sorry, Neve. I mean, do you believe that anybody who joins the British Army is a mercenary or a traitor? Um, no, I don't, I don't really believe it, but I, I do see certain aspects of what Maliki is saying. I don't agree fully with what he's saying. But I, it's it's hard not to agree with certain things he's saying. Um, it's a very difficult one. I, it's in this day and age, it's hard to understand why why 
people would join the, the British Army for, we have. Well, for advent, well, the, the words that's used on a regular basis are the prospect of global adventure. Well, global Better adventure, promotion. Uh, I mean, look, look, we, I, I'm not having a go at the Irish Army and the Irish Defence Forces, but there's not much doing there, really, is there? You know no, what I mean? There's not much doing there. And I do understand people... I don't understand this idea. That's where I agree with Maliki. I don't agree with this idea of global adventure. If you want global adventure, go interrailing. Go see the world. This isn't global adventure. This is going to fight a war. That's different. Killing people isn't an adventure. That's just one thing I don't agree with. So I agree with Maliki on that point. But I also do think, so I'm going to contradict myself slightly by saying that I do think that people might join the British Army because there is a much higher, I mean, they probably get better career prospects. They but might they better pay. More, better pay. The Irish Army is notoriously badly paid. They're, they're not treated great. It's very difficult for them to sustain a family in the Irish Army. So on that Well, they point, don't... They, when I say they don't do an awful lot, that would be wrong of me to say. They do a lot. But in saying that, for people who want that type of adventure for an army, because we're a neutral country, they probably wouldn't get involved in what they're seeking out. If they're seeking that sort of thing out, they're not going to do it in the Irish Army. So, fine. I don't think back in the in the 20s, 30s and 40s, it's fair to call people traitors. I think it was a different mindset. It was a different time. And things were very different back then. Um, looking at it from our view now with, with 2020 vision of history, it's easy to say that. But back then, they were living it. So it's, it's a difficult one. Okay, now, well, 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 hang on a second. Just stay there for a second because Joseph, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joseph? Joseph, are you there? Hello, Joseph. Okay, I'll come back to Joseph in a second. I don't know where the hell he is. Uh, Some people just don't understand this live radio. Niall, I live in Fermanagh, and I haven't seen any British army in years. Uh, Never mind on patrol, so Maliki is misinformed on that. While I sort of agree with Maliki, in as much as I'm an Irish person, I joined the British army during the Troubles, uh, they could be called called a traitor. Uh, Them days are gone, thank God. Uh, Malky, the, the, the kind of general sense I'm getting is you're living in the past. Well, you know, people, as I've said, I'm, I'm entitled to the opinion that I have. And because people don't want to accept the reality, and we find this... Well, your reality. Now, let's, let's be clear, it's your reality. People don't want to accept the truth, and they want to massage it so that it's, it fits to whatever they feel at any particular time. Somebody who joins a foreign army and particularly one who fights against... Their what about the American army? army? What about the, the Foreign Legion, um, the French Foreign Legion? Well, they're mercenaries. They, they would be traitors if that army then attacked our own country. But what's the likelihood of the British army attacking Ireland again? Well, I don't know. I mean, according to Leo Varadkar... So are they only... Are they only to, well, here, well, let me clarify According to Leo Varadkar, we're on the verge of war after Friday. Well, let me clarify your, 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 your thoughts and your opinions then. Are they only traitors whilst that foreign army is attacking our soil? Or are they traitors either way? Well, I would see that they're traitors because they're, they're pursuing an agenda of another power, which may be in conflict with us. It may be a country we agree with at a particular time. Well, I mean, if, if, if we got attacked tomorrow for whatever reason, ISIS or whatever it happened to be, I don't know, some random attack, right? Who do you think we're going to turn to? Well, it's not going to be Germany or France. It's going to be the UK. We don't have an army that could defend our country. Hold on. We do have an army that can defend it, oh. and they've defended it quite ah, well. Ah, stop. And I'm talking, I'm talking, Maliki, look, we have 7,000 people there. Hold on, Niall. We're members of the European Union. We're now members of PESCO. We're part of a European army. 
whether people... Yeah, and, and who's going to be defending Ireland if anything happens? Well, it won't be the Brits now because the Brits... Well, but maybe the, after Friday it won't. But, but Yeah, but in saying that, the RAF would be here. Well, you know, that, that is because it would suit their own interests. Uh, well, uh, Joseph basically wanted you to apologise, uh, which I don't think you're going to do. Well, I'm certainly not going to apologise. No. I mean, I, I, <laughs> so, well, Stephen, you're a classic kid. How you doing, Stephen? Hey, how no, are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Uh, Stephen, I mean, should, is Maliki wrong in what he's saying? Are men and women who join the British forces, primarily men in the past, are they traitors and mercenaries? Um, traitors, no, but going by the dictionary verb, maybe it is uh, a mercenary. But as a traitor, no. I mean, look, it's in the past, what happened in the past. The main reason why they're joining the British Army is because the Irish Army does not pay you enough to survive. It does not pay you enough to support a whole family. So, of course, if someone wants to become a serious soldier, they can't do it in the Irish Army. So where are they going to go? They can go into the British Army. Well, they, well, they, don't, well they don't have to go into either then. If the Irish Army is not paying enough, get a different yeah. job, I suppose, is the argument Maliki would make. Yeah, but what if you want to be a soldier? What if you feel that your life's calling is to be a soldier? Just like Fair a, point, Maliki. Like, you know? life's calling for a priest is to become a priest. So, you well, know... I think people would argue that being a priest is a vocation, something that comes from God, rather yeah, well, okay, than so, and, and joining an army whose primary objective is to kill people. Well, not necessarily. You can also be part of the peacekeeping side, ah, you can be the engineering so side, you can do stuff like that. by another name. Maliki, you were a you were a supporter of the IRA at the time. Their primary objective seemed to be to kill people at the time as well. Well, their primary objective, as, as I understood it, um, was to achieve to re, um, reachieve and reestablish. Well, they kill people in the process. And of course, people. Well, well, then, I mean, well, then, then, well, then, well, then, don't be giving out about people who join the army when the primary objective is to kill people. The primary objective for an army is to defend its country. Now, that, that, unfortunately, sometimes that well, comes no, to killing so, people. Those who joined the Republican forces in this country would argue that they were defending the, the Republican. Well, they kill people. Well, they kill innocent yeah. people, too. Well, yeah, but they also kill Irish people, killed people on both sides. Yeah, they kill Irish people as well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they, were all the Irish people they killed, were they labelled as being traitors? The Did they deserve war, to die for being a traitor? The Republican so. war was a defensive war. Yeah. In defence of the Republic. And people yeah, have a right to defend yeah. their people, their country... As do people who join an army. But they're joining an army. We've already been told by most of the people who have been on that they, people joined for adventure, joined for a better career, you know, a better way of killing people. You, the reality is... Well, the, being in the army is not always about killing people. Uh, no, look, there's, there's a lot more jobs doing the army doesn't have involved so, well, well, hang, well, hang on. Sorry, Stephen. Sorry, what did you say? Sorry, you just said, you know, people join the army for adventure, for seeing the world. I mean... To get a trade. Yeah, that's to get a fine, trade. But the thing is, it does not have to involve violence. Of course, either you're involved directly in the violence or you're facilitating it. The fellow who's fixing a tank or an armoured car that's going to go out with a machine gun on the roof and shoot people is just mm-hmm. as responsible for the, as the man who pulls the trigger. Well, by, by that logic, a person like an engineer like myself, I'm an, auto, I'm an automobile engineer, if one of my cars go, that I've made, that I've worked on, goes out and knocks someone down, because there's a psycho driving it and he wants to kill someone. Well, well the psycho doesn't intentionally drive it. Well, Somebody goes out in an armoured car with a machine gun on the roof 
purposely to shoot people. Donald, you're, you're not happy with Maliki's comments either, no? No, not why. It's a typical... I, I wouldn't expect anything else anyway. But, like... He, What's that he's supposed to mean? Anyone, he's talking to anyone that joins the British Army as a traitor. I tell you what's a traitor in this country who betrayed this country. The animals that went out and carried out the likes of Birmingham and Guildford, Watford, Manchester, Enniskillen, that's the traitors to this country. But Maliki would never condemn them animals. Like, only last week... I was looking to the news where an IRA, an ex-IRA uh, volunteer, gave the names of the people that carried out the Birmingham bombing. But not a thing about it. Not a word. The prime is like, I mean, how can he? And let me. And another point I want to make is, I done three tours of duty in South Lebanon. Not one of them tours without us. You're, you're, so you're, make, you're making up a little bit there. Not one of them tours, yeah. what? Well, I, I, I done three tours in South Lebanon with the Irish Army, and not one of them tours involved going out to kill people. Well, that's because you're a peacekeeping to... force. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So how dare Maliki say that the Irish Army, Army, or join any other army just to learn to kill people? Okay, sorry, Maliki. One, well, you can defend. You can defend yourself there. The IRA were the real traitors because they didn't do it in his name or my name. I mean, that's his opinion. Well, it's my opinion too. The IRA didn't kill innocent people in Britain in my name. Well, the British Army have killed innocent people. I didn't ask you that. I mean, the IRA didn't kill people in Britain in my name. Well, so be it. So he would believe that's a a treacherous act or an act of treason. And those who did carry out IRA activities, whether it be in this day, in the North, in Britain, in Germany, in Holland or anywhere else, many of them were tried and convicted. But do you believe if I put out a poll today... Whoever was responsible for, you know, in Birmingham or Guildford or uh, in London, uh, around Canary Wharf or in Brighton, whoever was responsible for those bombs, um, did they do it in your name? How many, pe- how many Irish people well, I think in this country would, would agree with it? I think I could tell you now 90% of the people would disagree with it. You're probably right. Yeah. And over 90% of the people in this state were prepared to dump the north and abandon any claim to the rest of the island. <clears throat> you know, so... I mean, there can be nothing said about, for instance, Birmingham, Guildford, Warrington. All of those things were wrong, and they shouldn't have happened. So you condemn them? No. The politics of condemnation, Niall, have got us nowhere. What we have, to do, to, ensure, what we have to do is Malachi. to ensure that those things don't happen again. But, but, but Niall, can I ask Malachi, how come, he's, uh, how come him and, and other people like him are so fast to condemn the British Army, which they should be condemned? Just take the parachute regiment. They're putting a, a farmer which should be put on trial and if found guilty locked away but how come he can condemn them he can condemn because he, he just did condemn the British soldiers and the British army and the British state but he cannot get find the words to say condemn the animals that carried out the likes of Enniskillen to mention the bomb people when they're, when, when they're looking after their dead imagine to do that and he can't find the words to say I condemn that well, maybe you should listen to me a bit more regularly because I have no hesitation in, you know, saying that the IRA has been wrong or that any military grouping in Ireland has been wrong when they have been wrong. And there's been no bigger critic of Republicans. Well, well OK, we do, well, well, just very quickly because I haven't got much time um, and I want to go to Edward as well. Sorry, Edward, you're a classic guest. Say there, Donald. How are you getting on? Go ahead, Edward. Uh, I'm going to tell you, have we, not, have we not moved on from the past? Have we learned something from the past? Since, since, since the peace process came into this country... Is this not a better country? Are our neighbours not together with us a hell of a lot better than we were for all the years that you keep going on about us being beaten each other, robbed our land, murdered? That all stopped. We've moved yeah. on. And the two countries are, have, have, never been better, have, have never had it so good. Now we're talking about this Brexit thing going to kick off. 
know, the, 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 the tugs are going to start kicking off again, murdering people, blowing up, sending bombs to the UK. We, we, we don't want that. And the likes of Mary, Mary Lou McDonald standing on in the Patrick's Day Parade, England get out of Ireland. We don't want that, England get out of Ireland. We don't want that. There's only a minority of you guys who are bitter, who are holding on to the past and refuse to move forward, are holding the rest of us back. Change. You need to change, Maliki. Change your opinion. Let's go and move on. Well, Maliki, you can respond to that. Can you change your opinion and move on? Well, why should I change my opinion? Well, that, that's the reason yeah. why there are people like sending... You're, you're the reason there are, there are better people still in this country. Now, I'm not saying you're a bad person, but you're, you, you refuse to let go of the past. The past doesn't change because Nobody. people have moved on. You're trying Nobody. to... What people are trying to do is to reinvent the past and change it into something that it's not. I mean, I've been... Everything I have said has been factually correct. People so sending bonds people, over to the UK, passing bonds over to the UK, that's moving forward, is it? Hold on. I have no idea who sent those bombs in, in the well, past. Uh, week. Well, well, well the new, yeah, the new IRA claimed well, responsibility on. for it. No, a claim went out. Now, I don't know the veracity of that. Well, it seems to have, allegedly have all the hallmarks of a genuine claim. Oh, uh, well... But well, hang on, hold on, the security services are the people who are telling you that. There's a vested interest in the security and intelligence services. Well, I don't... Okay, well, now, now, I, you're, now you're coming up with a conspiracy theory it's a kind of false flag or something like that. I would be loath to believe that Republicans will be so stupid or naive to be involved <coughs> those type of activities at the current time. It does nothing for Republicanism, and I've said that. Uh, John, you're on Classic Kids. John, you served in the Irish Army, sorry, for 34 years, yeah? Yep, that's right, yeah. Okay, and what do you think of Maliki's comments? Listen, I'll everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like, you know, now, I, I'm still a saving member. Now, I can't say too much, but what yeah. I'll say to you is, I said, I said in Kosovo and Bosnia and various other missions all, all over the world, um, I stood beside British soldiers, I stood beside American soldiers, Canadian soldiers, Belgian soldiers. Um, and my reason for, for going overseas at the time was, I was a young man, married with four children, uh, and he wants to call me a mercenary, but they have to pay me a mortgage. Well, you're not, well, you're not a mercenary, according to the dictionary, unless you're fighting for a foreign country. Well, as far as Malik is saying, any Irish soldier, yourself, any soldier, he thinks that goes to a foreign country uh, is a mercenary. But I take, uh, I, I think that's uh, disgraceful. Like, you know what I mean? In all fairness, like, there are guys there that go to. At the moment, we've only got one mission there, and that's Unibal, South Lebanon. South Lebanon is a, unit, yeah, it's a peacekeeping mission. That's it. We've got guys there fighting hand, tooth and nail to get out there. Reason being, they're young guys as well as all that's there. But the young guys are going out there to try and get a few bucks together so they can get a mortgage. You know Ma- I mean? Maliki, Maliki, okay, well, there, you know, there's John and many other men who, you know, did their peacekeeping duties and stood so uh, shoulder to shoulder with British uh, forces. Are they, are they traitors too? Well, firstly, we're talking about people who joined foreign armies. You know, and I... This is muddying the waters by people coming on who serve in, in the Irish Army, for instance. And it's a disgrace that somebody in the Irish Army has to go away from their wife and their family and their kids in order to be able to get the money for a mortgage. I mean, that's an indictment on this state. And people, in fact, who are complaining about my opinions should be complaining and sort of stood with the wives of those soldiers when they were campaigning outside the Maliki, for for better Maliki, conditions. Maliki, can I just cut you off there for a minute? Um, I'm one of the lucky ones. I've 34 years service on, right? So I'm on the very old contract. So I, I'm not sure about that. But the young guys coming in nowadays, the contract they're on, it's, it's, it's not a great contract. Oh, they have to get X and L. They have to get X and L. Well, he's not disagreeing with you, John. 
I'm yeah. agreeing with you. I'm saying that people he, he, should be... He said they were badly paid. Yeah. We, and we are now in all fairness. But can you understand... And do, you, do, you, do you know lads that went and joined the British Army? Do what, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. They, they were actually in the Irish Army and because they weren't getting what they should be getting as in money boys and courses and what have you. The British Army, not only the British Army now, they've went to the American Army as well and there's guys gone to the Canadian Army as well. And the French Foreign Legion as well. Correct, yeah. Well, according to Maliki, those individuals are traitors. But traitors well, to their uh, country. Again, Maliki's entitled to his opinion. But, but I, take great, I take great offence. Now, I joined the army because I wanted to join the army. That, that was my career choice. And you're going to have another lot of lads out there. And I've got, at the moment, there are a group of tunes at the moment there now, and that's their career choice as well. Whether they hang on for the six months or not, that's another thing. But what, what I'll say to Maliki is, again, he has his uh, opinion. It was entitled to his opinion. But you believe it's it, offensive? It, 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 it is offensive. And, and, and when he talks about World War World War Two veterans and World War One veterans there. Any guy, even there was Irish guys that went to Vietnam as well. Uh, like if they, uh, the Irish people hadn't fought in the uh, first World War and the second World War, where would we all speak in German now, wouldn't we? Correct, and that's where I'm going with this. Now. Okay, it's yeah, a fair point, Maliki. You know, when when British when Irish people fought for the British Army in World War Two, for example, you know, we weren't just fighting for Britain; we were fighting for Europe. There's a couple of things, and I'll repeat again. It's a disgraceful indictment on this state and on the current government that soldiers in this state are badly paid. Are badly paid. Okay, and they have been for decades now. And you know, because they're not allowed. Well, to it just people, well, it does go to show you the, the the value the government puts on the Irish they, army. They put no value on them. Okay, well, the, well, they, well, they can't even get people to join it for God's sake. Because they won't pay them. I mean, that's a disgraceful I don't, I don't know. If they, if they increase the pay tomorrow by 30% or 40%, I still don't know whether they would get the numbers they need. Well, I suppose there's one way to find out, isn't there? Yeah, well, I, with the greatest respect to John, there's not that many people who want to join an army anymore. It's not... A lot of guys did, particularly men, uh, did, you know, going back many, many years ago. But there doesn't seem to be that same interest in it anymore. Well, I mean, if you look at armies around the world, they do seem to be growing in numbers. Now, the, the numbers needed to That's fight a war... That's because they're active armies. The numbers needed to fight a war now are less. We don't have the cannon fodder that we had in the First World War, for instance, because, you know, technology has... Yeah, we has fight from the over. air. We fight yeah. we, we fight in different ways, yeah. And we bomb innocent civilians and we bomb hospitals. Yeah, we don't, have to, we don't have to invade beaches anymore, is we the point you make. Yeah. And we think it's a computer game. Mm. You know, there's something morally wrong with a society that does that. Or when you have, the, the, for instance... Well, this is coming from a man who supports the IRA. For instance, when you have... Well, hang on, hang on. You're saying there's something morally wrong with that. This is coming from a man who said he supports the IRA, you, you know, have, and the IRA, you know, had thought nothing about planting bombs where they knew there would be innocent victims killed. Well, firstly, any of the bombings, you know, and we can go back and we can rehash this, but the argument is not about what I think about ARB. It's about whether people... I'm going to argue about your morals, Maliki. It's about whether people who join the British Army in particular... Who are who are Irish nationals are betraying their own country? That's the key question, and that's what the debate is about. And all of these other side issues about who did this and who did that. You know, we had the, the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in America clapping and jumping up and gloating when um, Bin Laden was killed. You know, what kind of message does that send to young people about the morality of violence? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.